talk about one concept you have around entrepreneurship. And I said, it's an advanced personal development game because for me, it feels that way, right? There's so many things that we come up against when we put ourselves out there in the world, which feels like we're putting ourselves out there and everybody's going to see us. And there's all these ideas for me, at least that come up around being seen and doing what I really want to do and talking about things that that I really want to talk about. There's a lot of mindset that definitely comes into play. Welcome to the M Makes Money podcast with me, your host, Emily Wilcox, serial entrepreneur, seven-figure business owner, mindset junkie, creator of the Money Moves Wealth Attraction Program, and a collector of crystals. My mission is to help you attract lasting wealth, ditch the hustle for money culture, and build the life and business of your dreams with an ease and joy you never thought possible. Each week, a new episode will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and guest interviews where we'll dive into the specifics of how much money we make, which money wounds we've healed, and how we've tapped into our divine feminine energy to attract more money with ease. We all deserve a healthy, empowered relationship with money so we can experience more freedom, pleasure, and joy. So get ready and let's dive in. Hey, hey, I've got such a juicy episode for you today. Quickly before we dive in, many of you have reached out to ask how we can work together. And I do have limited openings to work with me via one-on-one private coaching inside the Rise Mastermind. And I've actually even opened up a few spots for human design readings. So if you're ready to step into feminine energy wealth, this is for you. If you're serious about ditching those old limiting beliefs, you're tired of having to hustle to grow your business and income, and you're ready to attract more money, joy, and ease from feminine energy, this is for you. If you're tired of being in control all the time and feeling the pressure of your business and your household, then this is for you. If you want to be relaxed and work in life, but don't know how without all the balls dropping, then this is for you. So head to Instagram or Facebook and send me a DM, or you can click the link in the show notes. Take the action now that your future self will thank you for. Awesome. Welcome to the M Makes Money show. I have such a delight for you all today because I have Carla Luster here. She is a mindset and spiritual mentor. Since founding Fit Outside the Box, an online exercise and wellness center for women back in 2015, she's helped thousands of women around the world make over their lives. The Fit Outside the Box YouTube channel receives thousands of people daily and has over 3 million views. Carla fell in love with group fitness after college and started teaching fitness classes back in 2008. She's shared her passion for wellness online, in person, from classrooms to corporate environments, and even overseas. Her motto is take care of yourself and you'll always have the first wealth, health. Carla, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And for some reason, you reading my bio sounded just like it took it up a couple notches. So <laughs> <laughs> you think you're even more badass now. Perfect. Oh, Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. And obviously, we've connected a little bit just in the online spaces. We're in some group programs together. And I'm just so thrilled to have the opportunity to get to know you and your story better. So tell me, you talked a little bit about how you got into 
fitness coaching and online coaching, but you're also saying that you're a mindset and spiritual mentor. So I'm curious if there was a pivot that happened or if you just found that through the health work and the physical exercise, you sort of grew into this spiritual offering as well. Yeah. I love that question. To be honest with you, the mindset and spirituality mentoring that I do is more of a spinoff from the fitness. And it's probably within the last year and a half or so that I even allowed myself to make that pivot. And it, it does to me have so much to do with physical exercise, physical health, physical wellness. It's just an extension and it feels so natural to go a little bit deeper with women. And it's something that I saw as a pattern. I think a lot of fitness trainers and personal trainers, coaches have something happen or a series of things happen where they realize it's much deeper than just a physical goal, that it's usually a lot deeper than that. And so it felt like a natural outpouring of just wanting to help people more. Yeah. And I would imagine, because I've seen this in my own life where you get to a point where the thing is not the thing, like they're coming to you saying, yeah, I want to lose weight or I want to be more fit, but it's like the real thing holding them back is inner child stuff or worthiness stuff or the way they view themselves in the world. And so it's like, until you get to that deeper root cause, you can't really affect the type of transformation that you're hoping to have with your clients. Yeah, that's exactly right. Especially if they have recurring issues around the same couple things, it almost seems like you're doing a disservice unless you go a little bit deeper and help them to get around it. Yeah. And us as women entrepreneurs have to dig into the inner work because that's how we grow. So I think whether you know it or not, when you become an entrepreneur, you're going to become a mindset junkie at a certain point because <laughs> there, I just, there's no way around it. It's like all of our beliefs and our identity become so interwoven with our business that if we want to grow, we're going to have to dig into them. Yeah. That's so funny that you say that because just yesterday I responded on one of my coaches, her post said to talk about one concept you have around entrepreneurship. And I said, it's an advanced personal development game. Yeah. For me, it feels that way, right? There's so many things that we come up against when we put ourselves out there in the world, which feels like we're putting ourselves out there and everybody's going to see us. And there's all these ideas for me, at least that come up around being seen and doing what I really want to do and talking about things that that I really want to talk about. There's a lot of mindset that definitely comes into play. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you're doing the Facebook live 365, right? You're almost done with that, which if you're listening to this and you don't know what that is, you're basically committing to showing up and doing a live broadcast on Facebook for 365 days. So talk about challenging the part of you that's afraid to be seen. That's, you're getting pretty visible there. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up too, because that the reason why I wanted to do 365 live was because I knew that it would definitely would challenge me in one of the areas that has been one of the most challenging areas for me, which is like really being seen and putting myself out there. I think I kind of grew up with this idea that I didn't want to be seen, that it was kind of cool to be behind the scenes. And so that was a huge challenge for me. 
And also like thinking that I had to be a certain way to be seen interesting enough, (laughs) fun enough, like exciting enough. So yeah, that's so true. Yeah. We, we put all of these conditions on it. Right. So like I do money mindset coaching and it's like, there's a part of my brain that can be like, Oh, well, you're not worthy of showing up and talking about money until you reach this whatever level. And it's always a level that I'm not at. So it's always this moving target because it's really just the part of my brain that wants me to stay safe, which means less visible, more comfortable. And I would imagine doing fitness coaching. It's the same thing with a different slant, right? Like I have to have the six pack abs or I have to be just the best case study and be perfect in my fitness and in my health or who am I to show up talking about this? Yeah, I do have that. And that's interesting that I never thought of it that way, but it would be comparable to the person who talks about money and always thinking that it has to be another level. Yeah, that's true. And I think it it happens in a lot of different ways, right? Because I probably don't always look perfect. I don't always, (laughs) I used to always say like photo shoot ready. I don't always look like photo shoot ready. And there are times when I eat kind of just kind of crazy. And I can remember times with like having my clients when I taught more in person and train more in person, have my clients see me eating ice cream and stuff. So in a way I want them to see me. Like, I'm like, Hey, I'm eating something. <laughs> I'm eating real people food. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. Cause I feel like if I was working with someone and I was like, Oh man, I just had a really uh, bad eating weekend. And they were like, what? I don't understand. I've never done that. You're like, what? <laughs> <How>? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I, I definitely have that. And, um, there, I think whenever you're coaching, it comes with this idea that you have to be this like perfect role model person, which is a ton of pressure and along with a lot of fun too. There's lots of fun that comes along with it. So, yeah. So I'm curious with all of these things that came up for you on your entrepreneurial journey, you know, we're going to be talking about money on this show. So I'd love to hear what were some of the limiting beliefs around money that you discovered were bouncing around in your subconscious as you became an entrepreneur that was looking to really grow her business? That's a great question. And what's funny is, is that it seems so long ago that I was even having to start my business and think about money. But one of the first things that come to mind is how much am I allowed to charge? You know, is this too much? Am I worthy of charging this much? So it definitely came back to a lot of like, who am I to be charging X amount and do I need to be charging the same as everybody else? So most of my upfront concerns around starting a business and making money is how much am I allowed to actually charge? Um, yeah, just worthiness around that. So how did that play out? Did you charge what you wanted to out the gates or do you feel like you underpriced? Wow. So I totally underpriced a lot of times, especially when it was one-to-one, I feel like I definitely way underpriced when it was one-to-one. I definitely compromised too, like the type of person I wanted to work with. I made all the mistakes, Emily. I made all the mistakes. So um, I, I undercharged a lot for one-on-one, a lot for group, undercharged for events. And I still feel like I'm, I still feel like I'm working around charging what I really want to. So sometimes that still comes up for me. And that's probably 
one of my biggest mindset things now that I'm talking about it and thinking about it, probably one of my biggest mindset things is just allowing myself to charge what I really want to charge and make what I truly want to make. So it definitely still comes up again and again. Yeah. And thank you for bringing that up because I have an e-commerce business as well. So I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners that have product-based businesses and it really doesn't happen in that space. When you have a physical product, I have never gotten the feeling, nor have I myself, that my worth was wrapped up in how much someone would pay for this product. Yet, slash cut to you being the product, me being the product, right? Like it's my coaching, it's my services, and we really tend to immediately make that mean something about our worthiness as a human being or lack thereof. Who am I to charge that much? What makes me so special? Someone said no to my services. They don't like me. I'm no good at what I do. Yeah. Or that's too much. Oh, that's too much for, (laughs) or even just not hearing back at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it feels like a much deeper rejection than someone just being like, "Mm, I don't want to pay $20 for that shirt. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting, uh, I didn't think about that. I do know that you have experience outside of just offering coaching services. So that's an interesting contract. I haven't thought about that. I like it though, because a lot of times it does feel like we're more so selling, selling their dreams or, you know, depends on the person selling and an outcome or the result what they actually want versus themselves. Yeah. And I think, you know, unfortunately the shadow side of the coaching industry and not even just coaching industry, I would say the online mark sales and marketing industry in general is that we really get a lot of messaging about us doing something wrong too. So then when people say no to us, it feels like, Oh, did I not handle the sales process? Right. Did I not really make them feel like they could see the transformation they were going to get? And you know, we do a lot of second guessing and the places now that you and I hang out together are really undoing a lot of that and ushering us into the new paradigm of, you know what, your price is really about your ideal client and the transformation they're going to get. It's not about you. So how do we clean that up? And if they don't want it at that price, that's okay. There's nothing you have to do. It's There's no way to handle the sales process wrong unless you're just leaning in and getting super needy and grippy around it. But if we can just trust that the right clients will come to us, then it gets to be so different. So I love that those spaces are being created and that we're participating in them because it feels like such a breath of fresh air in an industry that spends a lot of time telling us that we're doing it wrong. And if only we had this five-step framework that we could follow, then we'd be on our way to the moon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There are so many narratives out there. And so I guess you have to find the one that actually feels true for you. That's so true. Yeah. So you were saying that one of the kind of limiting beliefs around money that came up for you was the way that you were charging and that it still kind of shows up. So you're, I take it charging more than you used to, but there's still kind of this feeling of, "Mm." maybe I'm not right where I want to be. And I still get a little wobbly around that. Anything else that kind of bubbled up to the surface as you were starting to grow your business? 
Yeah. I think when it comes to money that, and still sometimes now I have to remind myself that I can do what I really want to do to make money. I don't have to do something that I hate or something that I think everybody else wants me to do in order to eat. So I'm offering what I'm doing, what I really would like to do and packaging that and selling that. That's another layer that feels like worthiness too, right? Like I get to do what I really want to do. I don't have to say, um, you know, do a bunch of hard work, a whole bunch of like non-fun work in order to make money. So that's another big one. Um, it was almost like giving myself permission to do what I really desire to do instead of just creating another, creating a job, <laughs> right? So not what I want to do. And it's kind of like just creating a job. So that was a big one. And I think what goes hand in hand with that is just showing up and being myself. Like I'm allowed to get paid for being me. That was a big one. Yes. I love that. I'm allowed to get paid for being me. That is like, that's an affirmation right there. Yeah, <laughs> <I love> it is. <laughs> I love it. And you had also shared with me that this concept of like money is the root of all evil. Was that something that just kind of, did that come from mom and dad? Did that just come from society growing up? I think it mainly comes from mom and dad. And when I say mom and dad, I think of like a whole another slew of beliefs around money too, because my parents were entrepreneurs and a brick and mortar. And so I saw them doing a lot of just being, doing everything. I saw them doing like everything. And I think growing up, I was like, oh, I don't want to run a business. That's going to be hard, you know? <laughs> so, you know, and I saw them kind of villainizing people who made a lot of money and also just in general thinking of money being this thing that that was wanted by greedy people. <laughs> like if you wanted money that you were greedy. Same here. And actually both of my parents were kind of entrepreneurs in their own right. My dad was a psychologist. So similar kind of a deal where you're running your own practice. Then my mom had a small business and they both worked such long hours. And so I grew up with this incredible work ethic and that served me greatly for many years. Um, but these past few years have been a slow unraveling and undoing of that training because I was just treating myself like a workhorse and it's, you can get yourself to a certain point with that, but then you start to think, okay, if my business is at 50 grand a month and I want to, I'd love to get to 150 a month. And then you think, well, but if I have to do triple what I'm doing right now, like I'm going to die. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> so it's like when money is hard, we put such a low ceiling on what we're capable of. Yeah. That's true. And to some extent, I feel like as we're having this conversation, you know, I'm like, am I still doing some of these? We're still having some tidbits of these beliefs run the show. So this is a really good conversation. Yeah. And thanks for sharing that because yes, I'm sure you are as am I. Right. And I always envision these limiting beliefs. It's if you imagine the spiral staircase. And so it's like, you're going up the staircase, but you're also going in a circle. And so you'll eventually come back around to some of the same limiting beliefs, but from a different perspective, you're up a little higher now. And so it's like the belief that there's not enough, right? At a certain point, that may have 
felt like my survival is on the line. Can I pay rent? Can I cover my bills, et cetera. Right. And then you go up the staircase for a bit and then you come back around to it. And it's more like, gee, you know, I've got five clients right now, but I really want eight and where are the people? And so it's like, it's still scarcity mindset, but it's, it's in different clothes and learning from the women who have grown businesses larger than ours. I don't think that ever goes away. It just gets a little more subtle. It gets a little sneakier. It's not a loud voice shouting in your head. It's more of this little whisper. That's right. I'm in a mastermind. We were talking about that. And I see that. I see that there are some of the same things that come back. Some of the women who are making a lot more than me, sometimes they're, they say something. I'm like, Hey, I can identify with that, (laughs) but it's, you're right. It's just a little different for them. There's kind of like a little tweak that makes it different. (laughs) It's the same thing. And I think that's such a benefit of being in a mastermind because we play tricks with ourselves where we think, oh, well, money is going to fix this. So if I can just get to my goal of whatever, 30K a month, 100K a month, doesn't matter what the number is, then I won't have to deal with this. So it's like kind of this bypassing, like if I can just focus on the money and I can just get to this level, then everything will feel good. And the cool thing about being in a mastermind is that you see examples like you just shared. You see women that are making as much money as your goal amount and masterminds are such sacred containers. So when women show up, they're going to show up saying, here are my fears. Here's what's going wrong. Here's where I'm having struggles. And it's like, holy smokes, it's the same stuff that I thought I was going to escape by getting to that, that level, making that amount of money. You know, it never goes away. Yeah. So it's just our invitation. Just do the work now so that we can really enjoy the journey and not get to this goal that we think is going to feel so good and then find out that it's very hollow. Yeah, that's right. That is really funny. That It was interesting to see that though too. And you're right. I do find that to be a huge benefit being in the mastermind. Like, okay. Kind of playing similar. We're playing the similar game with ourselves. Yes, exactly. Have you had money triggers come up inside of the mastermind? I'm curious. So yes. And I'll tell you the biggest thing is just feeling like the biggest thing is just feeling like, like, man, there'll be people who make like a 15 K day, right. Or like a 5 K day or, and then I'm like, Oh man, you know, I need to be doing more. I need to be doing something else or just feeling kind of like really behind sometimes. So yeah. And, and some of that to some extent to spill over. I told you with money for me, a lot of it is like self-worth or feeling like just kind of just bad, <laughs> you know, like, Oh man, that's 15 K day. Like, I don't know if I'll ever have that, but yeah, what it does do, have this. What do you do in feeling. those moments to kind of soothe yourself or get you back on track? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. So with me, and I always wonder if like other people do this, but with me, sometimes right away, it'll just, it won't hit me it'll kind of just be something that I'll go away from and I'll, I'll like celebrate and stuff and I'll go away from it. And then I'll just be like working on something and then I'll start feeling bad. And then I'll have to like run it back and see, Oh yeah, I'm feeling bad because I feel like, what am I even doing? <laughs> like, what am I even doing? And I'll have to realize I'm even so last, I, I feel like it was last Thursday. I think I was journaling and I just was like journaling. Like I normally journal 
and I was feeling really bad while I was journaling and I kind of got really frustrated. And I did feel like I kind of had a meltdown. I told him in the mastermind, I was like, I had a meltdown earlier today because I just felt so, I had this feeling of being really behind, like, oh, I'm just really behind. And I just, I think I did feel really bad that day. And I did just, I went for a walk. I journaled. I didn't necessarily feel better, but the next day I felt a lot better. I felt a lot more liberation around just being where I am and that being still pretty good where I am feeling okay with where I am. And that is such a healthy approach, right? So you journaled, you went for a walk, like you didn't, even though the trigger was sort of like, I'm behind, I need to do more. You didn't actually just jump into doing more. It wasn't like, oh, quick, let me take five unaligned actions because I just need to feel like I'm doing everything. And so I thank you for sharing that because this process of reparenting and self-soothing and, you know, just processing through those triggers is it's so vitally important. It's really where all of the growth happens. And yet we got very few examples of that necessarily as kids. We weren't taught in school, like, yeah, when you're really scared or when you're feeling triggered or when you're feeling not good enough, here are some coping skills. I know that's so true. We don't learn some of these really life-changing things. And that's so true with personal development. That's one reason why I just I really do believe in the coaching industry because there's so much that goes into being an adult that we are deprived of until we really go for something that we want. And it's almost like in order to even get close to it, you have to become this grown up. You have to become this independent person to really be able to allow ourselves to even want what we want. For me, it was like, you know, I went through a lot of not even allowing myself to want it. So, and sometimes it, it takes getting good coaching to realize how powerful coaching can be. Amen. I completely agree. And I think if you're listening to this going like, what do you mean grow up or, you know, <laughs> it's what I've come to realize is that even though, yes, we're all adults, right? We're all high functioning human beings, very capable of earning good corporate salaries and all of that kind of stuff. The truth of the truth of the truth, when you're going after big dreams and unreasonable amounts of income and unreasonable amounts of impact is that there is so much that we're still hanging on to that's really our inner child. And so, yes, I am in a 37 year old body. But when my inner child is the one showing up and she's saying, no, 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 we please, please, we can't do this. I'm way too scared. I just want to run and hide. It's like, well, does she get to call the shots or can I parent her and then bring her along with me? And so it's like our inner child is, it's a good thing, But when she's unhealed, and so she's so afraid of being seen, she's so afraid of being abandoned, of people finding her out that she's not actually that good, that she's not what she says she is, that she's going to get kicked off the island, all of these (laughs) other things. It's like, I just want to clarify that that's really what you're referring to when you're talking about it's an invitation for us to grow up and really step into the fullness of our power. Beautifully said. 
<laughs> Thank you. All right. So let's dig a little bit more into your numbers, where you're at in your business so that we can talk more about any money blocks or what some of the big goals are for you. So you can either start kind of back in time and give us like a year by year, or you can just share where you're at currently. Yeah. Um, so I am around four to five K a month. And I will say leading up to this, it's, I feel like I had a lot of like up and down a lot of zero K months or just around one K months. So it took me, I've probably been here for about two years or somewhere before somewhere between three and five K over the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And Thank you for sharing that. And it's so interesting, again, comparing and contrasting to product-based businesses where the numbers are much bigger more quickly, but the profit margins are so much lower, right? So it's like, if I do 60K a month in my baby clothing business, it's like, okay, well, by the time you take out the Amazon fees, the advertising costs, the cost of the product itself everything. It's like, okay, maybe there's 20% margin that's left at the end of that. And so in the coaching industry, it can be so wildly different too. Some of the coaches that are sharing these huge numbers have big teams to support. But I think I gather from you that essentially you're a solopreneur, right? You're wearing most of the hats in your business. Yeah. It's yeah. just me. It's just you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so most of that is profit margin, but obviously you're investing in your own personal development with other coaches as well. Yeah. And some of that too, I feel like I probably more recently in the last couple of years, I have invested in coaching and it is beneficial in a lot of ways. So probably my profit margin is around like 80, 90%. I take, there is a lot you're right. There's not really a huge overhead. And so that's a huge benefit in doing coaching consulting stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your numbers and to get to your next goal. Do you feel like there's more healing around money mindset or is it more the worthiness piece? What do you think is preventing you from getting there? I think it's a combination. I, because I've been in the, the alpha time experience in the last what like year or even just been in that energy for the last year, I've been looking in a lot at just that whole, I think there's a whole nother layer that I wasn't necessarily thinking about. And for me, it's probably a combination. I feel like there's such, it's so hard to take those two things apart for me, like money mindset and then self-worth or just like the worthiness and allowing myself to want what I want and kind of raise my standards along with that. So I think a lot of it is kind of the probably the crux of those two things. So it's hard to separate it out. Even what we talked about today, I feel like, Hey, this is like so good. And I wasn't expecting, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm hopping on this podcast. It's going to be fun. But I've had just like some little things popping up, like as you're talking, cause I'm like, Hey, yay, I'm so glad I've had that happen to you where guests have like sent me a boxer the next day. Like my mind's kind of blown right now. Like I realized that I was still working on a few of these things. So I love that. It's like, we're chatting, but we're also exchanging energy and there's always coaching opportunities everywhere. Right. Yeah. So huge. Absolutely. Especially when it comes to money, because, um, even how we started off before the recording started, (laughs) the fact that we don't talk about money a lot is something that I think 
whether I realize it or not, there's this idea that we don't talk about money a lot, right? So there's anything that comes up around money. I don't necessarily voice it. And so to some extent, it's just, it becomes a shadow. Like you said, it kind of becomes this thing in the background that 100% affects me, but I'm not so aware of it. So it almost talk, it almost takes this kind of talking about it in order for it to come up enough for me to witness it and see that it's definitely still probably something I need to spend time with and, and be able to move past it before I can see my next level. I like, I see how huge it can be. Yeah. And actually the way I asked the question wasn't even totally fair because what I will say is there is sometimes this limiting belief of I have to heal X in order to get Y and just bringing that up for all of our awareness that you can be more available to money while still being unhealed or not fully healed around your worthiness or your money mindset. Like, I think there will always be new levels of growth. I don't know that we'll ever feel a hundred percent healed, but whenever we notice that we're saying, well, I have to do X in order to get Y we're resisting money because there's money probably ready to flow to you right now. And there's a part of you that's like, but I'm not worthy yet. I'm still, wor- I'm still working on my worthiness. So just hang out at an arm's distance and then when I'm ready, it'll come. So one of the things you said was that you're working on really even allowing yourself to claim what it is that you want and allowing yourself to like want what you want. Would you share what that is? I feel like that could be a really fun way for you to claim it even deeper. You are you talking about money still or just like <laughs> anything? Because it may not be money. It may just be like, you know what? I want to really change the lives of 10,000 women. And I have no idea how I'm going to do that. But like, whatever it is, it can be money, not money or both. Yeah. So it's funny because I drew around this a lot. And now I'm just like thinking about other things. I think overall, I'd love to have as big an impact as I kind of go more in the direction of mindset and spirituality. I'd love to have as much or bigger of an impact in this realm than I've, that I've had in fitness because with fitness, I feel like it was kind of like, it was easier for me to show up and feel worthy there. I don't know because I was just, you know, there for so long, but it has been harder for me to like really be able to like own my own space and the spirituality and mindset space. And so I think for me, I'd like to have as big an impact or even bigger just with spirituality and mindset alone. I love it. And you will. Yeah, I feel that. I'm glad that you asked me to to say that. Yeah. And even you kind of alluded to it at the beginning, right? With even like the reading Mm -hmm. of the bio. It's funny how these little identity things creep up in different ways. And I remember that too. Like when I, for so long, everyone knew me as the Amazon expert because I have an Amazon sales agency, because I have an e-commerce business. And the first time that I was going to speak at one of my girlfriends runs a kind of a paid membership group. And she wanted me to come speak to that group, but really just about money mindset and everything. And she asked me for a bio. I was like, yeah, sure. And then I realized, oh, I can't send her the kind of more corporate bio that I've had for all these years about what I've done with Amazon. And it felt so 
different and strange to own this new identity and to say like, I'm a money mindset and business coach and here's what I do. So I think there is power in writing it down. There's power in speaking it out loud to ourselves and then to another person and then on a podcast, right? It's just like turning up the volume on our dreams. Yeah, so true, so powerful. And there's something also very healthy about that. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, giving ourselves permission also for our dreams to evolve and for us to take on different aspects of our identity and allow that to be at the forefront is fun too. Yeah, it is so much fun. And the whole identity thing is fun. It's almost like playing, (laughs) kind of being able to play and work in things like this. That is so true. Yeah. And that's powerful because, you know, I know you as a money mindset and business coach. Yeah. And so, yeah, that is interesting. That's, and I, but I know a little bit about your Amazon days too. So that's really powerful. Yeah. And it's interesting, right? When people are come on different parts of our journey. And so for you, you had to work through kind of the, the fear of being seen through showing up on Facebook for 365 days. For me, I started a fresh Instagram account at the beginning of this year because I really Ooh. needed to practice just saying what I wanted to say without giving any thought to who was receiving it. And then once I got brave there, then it was learning how to do it on Facebook because on Facebook, that was where I had all my friends, all my family all of these people that really were more rooted in the other identity and were used to me just posting pictures of my kids and not much else. And so I just share that because, you know, we do play these little games, but also like allowing ourselves to see ourselves as brave, right? Like it's brave to show up on Facebook for 365 days and do a live. It's brave to put a new title on your bio It's brave to pivot your business. And the more that we can acknowledge that in ourselves, then it's like it grows, right? And then we can do the next thing and the next thing. And pretty soon our whole lives have transformed. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you are such a, you seem like you're a great symbol of that. So that's awesome. And I love to see other people pivot, period, because I think we're always in this process of just you know, evolving and growing and changing and to allow ourselves to do that can be just really powerful. And it is healthy too, you know, and I don't, I don't say that to just say it's, that it's healthy. I say that because I see even when I wasn't allowing myself to do it, how that it can be kind of unhealthy. Yeah. Well, you're the health queen. So when you put your stamp on it, then, (laughs) then that means something. But as we were just sharing, it's fun to watch your, I don't even want to call it a pivot, but just a growth and evolution into more of this other role as a mindset and spiritual mentor. So I imagine that everyone listening today will want to continue following along with that as well. So where is the best place for them to find you on the internet? Yeah. So I actually have two Instagram pages and I also have the YouTube channel. So my main Instagram where I post, I I post a smattering of just everything, but primarily spiritual and mindset health. And that one is Carla Luster. So it's Instagram.com slash Carla Luster. And my fit outside the box Instagram is Instagram.com slash fit outside the box official. 
and it's all spelled out completely. So the the YouTube channel is also connected to the Fit Outside the Box Instagram. You want to check out the YouTube channel. But yeah, that's where you can find me pretty easily. I'm there all the time. Yay. I love it. So people can follow along for the fitness stuff, for the mindset stuff and everything in between. Well, Carla, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has just been a beautiful conversation and I appreciate your, you have a lot of self-reflection and I love that, right? So I can see you taking in information and in real time thinking about how does this apply to me? Can I examine where where I'm maybe not fully stepping into something or where I haven't looked at it. And I think that is such a gift and it's one that not many people have. So I just love that about you. And I'm so excited for us to stay connected and continue following along for you as well in money and life and impact and seeing all of the lives that are going to transform with you as as a spiritual and mindset mentor already happening at in your online fitness business. So Thank you so much. This was a joy. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, Emily. I already love where this is going. And so it's been more than just a podcast interview for me. So thanks for seeing me and thanks for having me on. It's been a lot of fun. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Changing the way we think, feel, and talk about money will change the world. I truly believe that. It starts with you tuning in and it spreads when you share this show on Instagram and Facebook and tag me at M makes money. And you know what moves the needle the most? Taking just a minute to leave a five-star review on iTunes. This show isn't free to produce. So let's multiply those dollars invested to help this show reach a bigger audience each week. So thank you for your help. I really appreciate it. Until next time, I'm wishing you health, happiness, and boatloads of money.